Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. I want to thank everyone for the great response of yesterday's show and all your uh, uh, kindness and everything as we celebrate this month, our 10th anniversary as uh, CSE Talk Radio. And I appreciate that so much. And uh, we know that each day is a blessing and each day (laughs) is a gift. So we will keep plugging along for the good of our country. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we bow before you each and every morning. We come here, Father, to uh, put our burdens in your hands, to seek your direction, to ask for your wisdom, to ask that we be have the that you would bless us with the gift of discernment that we could see what is happening and pick through the chaos and the clutter that is put before us. Father, make us a people who truly value you, your salvation, your love, and the liberty that comes only from you, not from papers, not from documents, from you. And may we be a people willing to stand up for that and make sure others have it to secure those blessings, not just for us, but for our posterity. We ask for your protection. Father, protect this nation and the leaders that are in it. Father, they are going the wrong direction. We can see that. We know it. And we ask that you will place barriers in their way and turn them around. That they might seek your will instead of their own ways. But help your people, Father, the remnant that is here, to be active, to be bold, to be courageous, and not timid for liberty that you have granted us is always in the hands of the people to keep it, to live it. We ask, Father, that we will be a repentant people, that we will get on our knees and that we will follow you in all things. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The expression, you can't beat City Hall... It must have come from inside the walls of City Hall to deter the people from objecting to unreasonable policies and restrictions and such. City councilmen, city women, city council women, aldermen and alder women, whatever you want to call the school board members, the city attorneys, the mayors, they're all elected. They're elected by the people for the people. America was designed to be governed locally. 
not dictated and controlled by D.C. occupiers occupying offices and cutting deals. A large, top-heavy, centralized government invested, infested with bureaucrats is not like Perwana feasting and living, leaving nothing. It would seem that they become obsessed with power and decide to control all who are in their so-called jurisdiction, whether it's on a local level, state level, or D.C. After all, everything they do is for the betterment, the good of the whole community. Well, that's not the American way. Truly, it isn't. When did Americans become so arrogant as to believe that their gated neighborhoods, the neighbors who enjoy fresh produce and therapeutic work that goes along with it, cannot be allowed to even plant a tomato plant or a vegetable garden in their yard? All fences must look the same. Each house groomed alike. Well, while this might be a local issue, we're going to talk about local For that's where your power lies, to make freedom changes right where you live, in your community. We have local officials that are doing the bidding of D.C. occupiers and their Perwana bureaucrats. That's my new word, if I can say it right. (laughs) Let's face it, folks. They are cramming communism down our throats and taking our communities. However, we can fight City Hall. Yes, we can. After all, we elected them, and we can always elect another. I believe rule America is the answer to these invaders, but we cannot say, let Bob next door volunteer. One of my favorite childhood books was the story of the little red hen. Nobody wanted to help her make a loaf of bread, but all wanted to help her eat it. Nobody may want to help Secure liberty and freedom and restore a republic. But they're all going to want to enjoy it. But it doesn't work that way. America should not become those lazy barnyard occupants. We must work together to preserve and restore our republic. Thomas Paine stated, What we obtain too cheap we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods, and it would be strange indeed if the celestial and article as freedom should not be highly rated. We all know America is headed down the wrong path, and we all see it. (laughs) It didn't just happen yesterday or two presidents ago or three presidents ago. This trend for big government controlling we the people has been pushed for decades upon decades. The progressives, the communists, have transformed America. They have remade the limited federal government for the found, of the founders into the ever-expanding progressive of Leviathan of today. It is now the kind of government the founders were trying to prevent. That is from Robert Curie. He's written for the American Greatness. Has America changed its mind? Alexis de Tocqueville said one time, The greatness of America lies not in being more enlightened than any other nation, but rather in her ability to repair her faults. Well, we have a way. Liberty is always in the hands of the people. And today's guest is a friend, a republic-loving patriot who has been fighting and exposing the evils of our officials and their policies for a long time. And he has a plan. 
to take back control locally. Tom DeWeese is president of the American Policy Center and author of three books, including Now Tell Me I Was Wrong, Erase, and Sustainable, The War on Free Enterprise, Private Property, and Individuals. Tom, welcome back to CSC Talk Radio. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Beth Ann. I've never been busier, <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, <laughs> there's a fight in every corner right now. I mean, we just can't we can't keep up with all this being thrown at us. And I think that's also the plan, you know, keep them busy, keep them fighting. And while they're over here fighting this chaos, we'll create something else over in this corner. And and it does get overwhelming. But you do a fantastic job. You really do. We try, but but yeah, it is, it does get overwhelming and. Uh... It, you know, it, it, you start on one thing, and all of a sudden something else is coming down the road. And, uh, and uh, you're absolutely right; they do it to keep us diverted, and so we can't concentrate on these things. And that's the reason why I have really worked to pinpoint uh, on the the issue of you're talking about with the, you know fighting on the local level and defending property rights. We do those things uh, and stay focused on that. Then all the other stuff uh, just becomes you know, uh, uh, you know, in the way and so forth, but it, we can we can stay focused and we can stop them. I absolutely believe that, and we're going to talk about that because I want my my listeners, and there are multiple states here that we're talking to. I want them to know if they if they haven't got a good governor that's protecting them, they can still take care of their local in their own communities, their cities, and their counties. And uh, it's up to the people. I always have believed that. And I hear the music. I do believe. So we're headed into a break. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting today with Tom DeWeese. And we're going to tell you how to take back your community and take control and have freedom and liberty. And we will be right back. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power of the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rule America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power of the Future promotes jobs in Rule America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radical like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power of the Future is fighting for you, rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power of the Future is fighting to keep America lights on. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. 
Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bring an America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, CSETalkRadio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. We have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we're visiting with Tom DeWeese. You can visit his website at AmericanPolicy.org. That's AmericanPolicy.org. Uh, you do have a plan, and it's very interesting. And, you know, I've been saying for a long time, the answer lies with the people, and it lies locally. We were, devi- we were designed to be governed locally. Somehow we have moved away from that, and, uh, you know, people don't see the significance and the importance of those local elections. And uh, they're the ones really calling the shots. It's these these local uh, school board members that are not letting children go back to school in some of the communities. And, and these are the things that are important. And Tom's come up with an idea, and I'm just going to kind of turn it over to him. Tom, I'm just going to let you have the microphone. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, let me just start by saying that uh, uh, the people who are more conservative in their thinking really don't like government. And because we don't like government, we don't want to spend our time at city council meetings and county commission meetings and all those other uh, side meetings that take place and so forth. Uh, you know, we, we, we just don't want to deal with that. We get excited about running a candidate for president. But the trouble is, uh, you know, okay, we get a president elected, and he's a good guy, and he's doing what we want him to do. Then we say, ah, don't have to do anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. Let him handle it. Then he's gone, and we have no platform, and we have to start over again. And we keep doing that, and uh, we're, we're seeing the results of that. Meanwhile, 
the folks that we are opposed to, the ones who are pushing for bigger and bigger government control over our lives, they see no position in city, uh, in the city government, so the county government, whatever it may be, as too small for their attention. And so whether it's appointed uh, boards or being elected to city hall or whatever the case may be, they are on it. They're there. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves surrounded by all of this and don't know, how did this happen? What, why don't our county, com, uh, county commissioners or our city councilmen talk to us anymore? What people don't understand is that the, there are thousands of non-governmental organizations, NGOs, that have their own private agendas that, clear at the international level, help write uh, these policies and at the, at the federal level, help write the grant programs. And at the state level, get the state legislatures to pass legislation that says every single community has to do something like a comprehensive development plan. Now they go into those city halls and, and city councils and say, oh, well, hey, you've got to write this comprehensive plan. Don't worry about it. we got it all right here in a box for you. Got the money for you, too. You don't even have to think about it. And so this is how it all comes together, step by step by step. And if you look at these comprehensive development plans in your community that are an absolute attack on private property, free enterprise, uh, individual choice, all done, as you were describing, as, as government is, is, you know, local government is taking control of all of this, as all of this has happened, they are all exactly the same all over the country because they actually all over the world <laughs> and it's because it all comes from the same source and we are completely blind to that on in, on most cases and you know it's uh it, it, we are blind to that because we just we trust these people too much that's what happened a long time ago we put it in their hands and we've trusted what they would do and of course you you were boots on the ground a long time ago tom with uh the Agenda 21 and the other things, that, you know, the easements and uh, all these things that have come in to uh, to take our private property. And now we have the uh, Executive Order 14008 with the 3030 plan. They're not going to stop at 30%. They want it all. So, you know, let's let's tell these people out here listening that they've got to get involved. It's in their hands if they want, if they want freedom and liberty. In their communities, they're going to have to take it back. they got to get action. If you think about what we've just gone through over the last year, everything from this massive lockdown of our entire country uh, and for questionable reasons and then the election that took place, and just think about this on the local level. First of all, on the lockdowns, when was the last time you ever heard any very conservative person in your community really care about positions like the city attorney or on up to the county attorney, state attorney, uh, cared about a position like that? Well, those are the very people who were enforcing these lockdowns. Yeah. When was the last time we cared about who was on the uh, local board of elections and and what was happening there yet we just went through massive voter fraud if we got involved in these places we might have some say in what the policies are and we might have averted a whole lot of problems and so 
these are the things that, uh, that we're working on to get together. What I'm advocating to people is uh, focus in your community. Don't worry about next door, the next community over or whatever, next county over. What's happening in your community? The three pillars of freedom, free enterprise, private property, and individual choice. Focus on your city council, your community, and uh, what I would, it's what I described as creating a freedom pod in your community. If you are working there to make sure what the policies are, to make sure who the policy makers are, and uh, begin to organize and put pressure on, on these things, uh, then you can secure your liberties there. And I guarantee you, and I've just had it, had it proven to me that this is true. I, I speculated it as I put this together, but I've had it proven now that it's true. If you are successful in your community in taking control like this and, and uh, creating the prosperity that comes with it, creating the freedom that comes with it, it's going to spread to the next community and the next community, and it'll start spreading up to uh, your state legislature, and that then is how we begin to effectively deal with Congress and on and on up. And uh, this you know, so this is what we're advocating that we do. And uh, uh, what, what I'm very concerned about are the – we have probably – Estimates have been made. 75 million people right now who are as angry as they can be over what has <laughs> happened in this last election. And a lot of them, a majority of them, have never been involved before in local politics or, or being activists. And, you know, those of us who have been for years, we get together, we talk strategy, we know what we're talking about and so forth. But these people don't understand that, don't know it. And you know, we cannot take them and say, go in there and do this, because they're intimidated by it. Tell them to go in and speak up at City Hall, and, uh, well, just go, go. You know, it's like taking somebody who's never played in public before, you know, on an instrument, and send them out on the stage, you know, <laughs> go out there and play for the people. Woodstock. Something, just do something, entertain them. Well, you know, I right. saw last week uh, where a community was very upset, and I heard last night somebody say, you know, we don't do anything until it affects our children. And then we get hopping mad, you know, the little... The wet hen that gets upset and takes control to try and control to uh, to guard her children, and or the angry mama bear. I've been the angry mama bear before. I raised five kiddos, but then they went to this. They went to the school board meeting. In fact, in fact, I think they called it, and the school board walked out on them. And then there was another group, and I think it was a totally different group. They decided, you know what, we're just going to get a new school board. So they called for a special election, and they got a new school board. That's what people need to do is take over. Yeah, actually, that was all in Vail, Arizona, and uh, the it was all both things happened in the same thing. The, the 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 school board was supposed to be holding a public meeting, and when they, all these people showed up, <laughs> then they said, "Well, we're not, you know, we're not going to hold this. We're not going to call this meeting to order and so forth." And we, the, uh, we didn't want it to be that public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The police come in trying to tell people, well, you have to go home. They've called off the meeting. They said, it's set for 7 o'clock. It's not 7 o'clock yet. And they haven't, they haven't said they've canceled, canceled this meeting. They just left. You know? And when, when 7 o'clock rolled around, 
they organized and called to order their own meeting and elected a new school board. <laughs> I just <laughs> loved it. Freedom pod in action. Absolutely. That is yes. absolutely. You know, I remember back when uh, Obama was still president. Um, well, until he became president this time. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, he was pushing, uh, the, uh, healthcare, the Obamacare. And 71% of the Americans here in the state of Missouri voted against it. And old, good old Claire McCaskill got up and she said, well, it's just because they don't know and the Democrats didn't vote. No. Democrats didn't want it either. You know, they're always using that phrase, the people want this. But they don't. The people don't want this, but the people have got to start saying, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't want that. Well, and, and that's why we have to show up. How many elected officials do I hear from who say, we never hear from your side? We have these meetings, and they don't yeah. show up. We only hear from the other side. Yeah, and we got to show so, up. we got to show yeah, up. Music's going. Got to show up. Let's talk about yeah. showing up when, when we come back from this break. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Tom DeWeek. Freedom Pods, and we will be right back. And we have you time for this Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, visiting today with Tom DeWeese of American Policy Center. And at, uh, you can visit his website, AmericanPolicy.org. That's AmericanPolicy.org. Um, let's talk about the freedom pods and how people can, you know, you're absolutely right. (laughs) Some people would rather have a tooth pulled than go to some of these meetings. (laughs) But if we expect, yeah, me too. You know, it's so funny that I am sitting here behind a microphone talking politics for the last 10 years. I never liked politics. I still don't like politics because I think politics are the problem. You know, and somebody said, well, we got to have policies. I said, well, we've got a constitution. <laughs> we've got laws. Well, you know, we'd be better off if these guys in D.C. and even in our state offices would just stay home sometimes. I agree. Stay home. Stay <laughs> I'm trying to make that happen for a lot of them. Yeah, let's make that happen, you know. <laughs> keep, keep the local guys busy. And keep those other ones. Let them stay home. But let's talk about getting started with Freedom Pods. Well, uh, the first thing that you need to do uh, in, in coming together, first of all, you, all, you don't need a majority of the community. If you had 10 or 15 really dedicated people and do these things I'm going to go over here, you can make a huge difference in the community. And, in fact, then you'll start to get the majority. People will come to join you if you, if you take these, these steps forward. And a lot of communities have uh, some local organizations. There's, there are some land uh, uh, groups that, you know, defend land use and so forth uh, all over the country. And I would like to call on them to get involved and, and, and do what we're talking about here. But the very first step in starting to build your team is to do research. You have to know who your enemy is what they're doing, what's, who, what's behind them, where the money is coming from, what the plans are. And uh, usually, you know, most people don't like to do the research. It's tedious. Uh, but some people love it. They, you know, want to follow one thing to the next. And you get two or three people who get involved and do the research. First thing you start with is look at the uh, comprehensive plan for your community 
and begin to look at it and see uh, what it's about, what, what, what does it call for. And uh, one of the things I tell people as you're doing that, the very first thing to look for, go down through the entire comprehensive plan and find one sentence in there anywhere that says something about protection of private property rights. You mm. won't find it. Find this it. is the piece, uh, this, is a, this is a major little piece of information here. Uh, the, all these plans, and you'll find them under the, the terms sustainable, smart growth, you know, environmental protection, whatever the case may be, uh, under sustainable, it has a little piece of kryptonite in it, and that kryptonite is it cannot be implemented in, in, without destroying property rights. So if you focus on that, that will give you a huge leg up, and you can begin to make whole campaigns about it. As they put these plans together, you know, you start asking the questions, these elected officials, what about my property? What about my property? And we've got some tools. We've created some resolutions. Uh, we've got a, a thing that um, uh, a questionnaire to uh, a, a pledge for your uh, candidates running for office, a property rights pledge. Will you support property rights or not? and get them to sign it, you know, things like you can make an issue out of it. But do that research and go down in there. The other thing you're going to find when you do that research, there are certain areas of your community that the uh, there are people who are going to have their homes bulldozed. People are going to have their whole neighborhoods taken out, their small businesses. Usually these are in the lower-income neighborhoods. The, the city councilmen and the, and the NGOs make these ideas. We're going to make a big, new, shining area of that plighted area down there. Well, there are people there who own property, and they own little businesses, and when those bulldozers come in there, they're out. And what choice do they have? They're not going to be able to afford to live in the big, new, shiny neighborhood they're building. They are set. These people then have their hopes and their dreams and their life done and maybe end up on uh, public assistance and so forth. These are the victims. Find who the victims are and, and go to them and tell them what's about to happen, and you can begin to build your own movement that way. And the last thing that these people uh, who are putting all these programs together want to hear from are the victims. So that, you, know, that you can find all that in the, in the research. The other thing you can do, get a team of three or four to go into every single public meeting. This is their job. That's all they have to do. Go in, they don't have to say anything, sit there, listen, and record what is happening. This is where you're going to find who the NGO organizations are that are having the most influence. Every, every single city council has one guy at least, sometimes there's more, who are the ones pushing all this stuff. They're the most arrogant ones. They're the ones who don't want to hear one word of discouraging uh, lines of anything, and uh, they'll, they'll ridicule you and put you down. You'll find those by going to those meetings and who they are, and you'll learn how to target them. And uh, then as you pull that together, now you need a strategist. You need somebody who's getting all this information and, and kind of uh, discerning it and, and, and disseminating it the, the, the best way kind of leading people into things, could be a committee of people. But then the other major point is the agitators, the people who are good at speaking to your uh, issue. And they're the ones who go in and stand up and the city council gives you those three minutes to address them on high. You know, how, how wonderful of them to give you three minutes. You get four or five people like this, 
to go in and and each of them coordinated to, to certain uh, issues and so forth, uh, you begin to be heard. And uh, and I, the other thing is the media team. And I know every single time I bring this up, no matter where, no matter where I am in this country, people go, "Oh, that doesn't do us any good." The media is all liberal. Yeah, they are. And there's there are many reasons for that. One is we've ignored them. <laughs> and another reason they get paid uh, well. <laughs> yeah, right. The the uh, the, the reporters for the local paper or the radio or whatever, uh, they have access to these councilmen and so forth. And if they start saying negative things about them, they'll lose access. They'll also lose their invitation to the annual Christmas party, you know, all that. And so they're afraid. They are afraid of what's happening. But if you can begin to build a relationship with, with a couple of them and you show your information is solid and invite them to your Christmas party, then you can, you know, you can begin to build a relationship there. Another thing we're working on on media uh, there are starting to spring up around the country. People are starting their own papers. We've got one here in Virginia, yes. down the very rural area, and uh, it's about 40 pages long now, and it is being distributed. It's moved into its third county as people, they, they put them out in stores, and people are grabbing them up and, uh, and, and really excited to get them. And so that's another way that we can go about this. And then, uh, and of course, the social media team. If you've got some young people in your group and get them to work on building a web page for you and, and, and a, a page on Facebook and things like that, um, I'll tell you what. Uh, let me just share this with you. In Louisiana, in the uh, Caddo uh, uh, County down there, uh, uh, there. This is an area I was down there a few years ago trying to find a national heritage area. Very, very rural area. We had, when I was down there, 400 people show up, which is amazing for a very rural area. And it scared the congressmen so much that, uh, that kind of response that they pulled the bill. And, uh, we, we killed the national heritage area. Well, I warned them they would come at them some other way. What yeah. happened was the city of Shreveport decided to extend its boundaries, its, its influence by five miles to encompass all this. And four or five people there began to rise up and say, wait a minute, what are they doing? That's not right. That's not legal. They can't do that. But they went in to talk to a city councilman, and the councilman kind of patted them on the head and said, well, you're good little boys and girls, but you're not <laughs> going to make any changes here. Uh, this, is, this is happening everywhere. This is the way it's done now. And one of the guys uh, in charge said, of this, this group said, that's what motivated him to make sure we're going to be the new president. <laughs> nobody, started, nobody likes to be patted on the head in Hubert uh, like that. <laughs> That's they just started to fight back, and they are. <laughs> they got on social media. They now are four thousand strong in that area. Awesome. It has now moved to other communities, and those city councilmen are now saying, "What can we do for you?" That's All right, now we're, we're headed into a break. On this is this is awesome, awesome stories of success. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back.
If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Their expert staff can help you turn your book idea into a real book, a masterpiece that could someday make the bestseller list in hard copy and digitally all across the world. Page Publishing can help you completely take your idea for a book, write it, and publish it. So if you want to join the ranks of some of the most famous authors in the world, call now for a a free information kit. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. Make a free call right now to Page Publishing. 800-378-3212. That's 800-378-3212. Join Jason Shavitz Tuesday, May 4th for VK Foundation's 29th Annual Pro-Life Event. Jason is a former congressman and now a Fox News contributor. While serving as representative, Jason rose to chairman of the powerful House Oversight and Government Reform Committee. Only the fifth time in 100 years a three-term representative ascended to such a position. Jason is passionate about the value of life, and so is Vitae. Vitae's digital marketing strategies promote a culture of life while connecting women who are facing unplanned pregnancies with life-saving resources at local pregnancy help centers. Don't miss Jason Shavitz. May 4th, reserve your seat today for either the luncheon or the dinner event. Go to adsforlife.org. Join Jason Chavez and the Vitae Foundation, May 4th, Jefferson City at the Capitol Plaza Hotel and Convention Center. Register now before the event sells out. Adsforlife.org. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-418-5778. That's 800-418-5778. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. 
They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHANN. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code BETHANN, or call 818-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com, and the promo code is Bethann. And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Bethann with Tom DeWeese. Tom, you're, you're being very well received. We are hearing back from people already for today's show, and we're going to be sharing this around. And if you could give me permission to share the article that you sent me about Freedom Pods, I would would like to share that and make it available to all my listeners, if that is okay with you. Um, I believe you hit on something. I, I, I think I mentioned it to you briefly a few weeks ago when we booked this show, that I have this vision. I believe Rule America... I believe the people are always the solution to the problems as far as our government and our politicians are concerned and their policies. And I have a vision of of a media, Small Town Media USA. And when you talked about that newspaper coming up that's been so successful, it made me think about that. Because if it's one thing rural America always says is they don't have a voice, well, why don't they have a voice? You know, we let the others overshadow us and overwhelm us. And they get paid the big bucks, you know, to say what they say and to do what they do. But you never, ever hear any of them talk about your private property or mention three pillars of freedom. You never hear them talk about that. All they talk about what Senator so-and-so said or who said this or what did that. But they're not talking about what is really grassroots roots and boots on the ground in America. And with this um, new executive order that's come out, and I know you're more than aware of that, the first two paragraphs are so, I don't know, my dad used to say, stop, you're overacting. <laughs> they're so dramatic. If you read just the first two paragraphs of it, I'm going to have to do that just for comedy. But it's not funny what they're trying to do, and that is take everybody's property. Private property is a no-no in communism. And it I know I've shared this with you every time I've had you on the air, but I'm going to do it again because you probably have it memorized. I should. I've read it and, and said it enough to my people. It's from Sir, Sir William Blackstone, and this was back in 1783. And when I first read this several years ago, I was amazed by the wording. So great, moreover, is the regard of the law for private property that it will not authorize the least violation of it. No, not even for the general good of the whole community. How many times have we heard that in the last couple of two or three or four decades? For the good of the whole community. Every time somebody says that to me, (laughs) for the common good, I always respond, there is no such thing as the common good. 
you know, Amen. It isn't true. And uh, and what you you know what you're talking about here in, in, in the rural areas, the reason that they are doing everything they can to shut down the rural areas is because they're terrified of them, because Absolutely. rural people are. They're independent thinkers. Not only are they independent thinkers, but they are—they know how to uh, to live without. And, you know, they're, they're self. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, reliant. Reliant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and they can they can serve for themselves. That terrifies these guys because they need people who are completely subservient to them. And what's really amazing is as they're forcing everybody to move into the cities off the rural land, well, that's when you have less and less and less influence on them. Uh, so, you know, this is this is their plan, and uh, they call it smart growth. it's scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's not so smart. There's there's a book, and it's fiction, and you wrote a fiction book that is just, it's, it's amazing, and it's called Erase, and it was almost... Uh, a prediction of what we're seeing right now as they're trying to erase off of social media everybody's comments, uh, even even restrict book publications and such. Uh, but this was written by LaVoy Finnegan, and I'm sure you're aware of his name. And it is also a fiction book, but it is also like yours. It, it was almost, uh, uh, you know, prophetic. He says, they demanded that all food production be put under government control. We were to give them that which sustained our families and then trust them when they said that they would take care of us. Isn't that what we're hearing? Isn't that what they want? We're going to take care of you. You don't need these jobs. They haven't said that out loud yet. But somebody was saying last night, we've got like 30% of the American people now that are, are getting checks from the government. Yeah, and, that, and they, all these checks, these stimulus checks and so forth, step by step, look what you're hearing now, stores and, and restaurants trying to reopen and can't because they can't get anybody to work because they're all getting these these checks and, and uh, unemployment checks and so forth. That beginning of the creation of this universal income idea, which, uh, you know, that will lead to absolute communism, and uh, you're seeing the very... Uh, beginnings of that put in place, yeah. And, you know, I said it's not, you know, this $15 minimum wage, which is a stupid idea in the first place. It's not minimum wage. It's going to be an equality wage. They want everybody across the board. That's all you're going to get. And you're, you're not part of the elite, so you're not going to be able to better yourself. We're going to give you this little section of property to sit on, and that's and we're going to take care of you. And, you know, this this book that he wrote and the book that you wrote, it lays out, I mean, both of them are prophetic. I mean, you just, it was like you prophesied what was coming. And, of course, you've been watching it for a long time, and so was Lavoie. Uh, and uh, he saw what was coming, what is coming. And, but we can stop it. We can put a, we can put the brakes on. And you're free We're going to have to have you, go ahead. Yeah. Let me just say, uh, one of the things that I have noted as we're looking at all this, and people are so terrified of what's happening, mm. the, the other side who's putting all this in place are terrified of us understanding yes, this. And people are waking up like I have never seen before. They are ready to stand up and fight. And we don't have to. When I say fight, I'm talking about political fights in, in, in our yes. communities. I'm not talking about war. And, uh, you know, that, that's important because they always twist everything. 
But uh, I I see more, and I am more encouraged than I have ever been before. And Erase, my book Erase, it's getting a resurgence as as this is all happening. (laughs) Because people are saying, how did you know all this? We're going to keep our eye on you, Tom. (laughs) Too much prophecy going on there. (laughs) Well, they got their eyes on all of us. I've got a good county sheriff, so I think he'll keep me safe, but... uh, you know, we just can't live in fear. America lives in fear, then we're already under tyranny. So we cannot live that way. And I think you're absolutely right. The folks that have put the wall around the house, the people's house in D.C., it the the ones that got in the house, those aren't the ones they were scared of. It was the million people that were in town that day from all across this nation. That's who they're afraid of. Most of those were the hardworking American people. We are out of time. I'm going to let you just wrap it up here. you got about 30 seconds. <laughs> well, I uh, just as a, uh, a little plug here, a shameless plug for what we're doing, we have put together a manual okay. uh, on this. You get it on our website. We've also put together eight different webinars on the teaching of these things. we got more coming. Mm-hmm. But we're, these are designed to help those local activists get started and, and move forward. We've got to do that if we're going to save America. We need to have you on again, and we need to talk about each step maybe in detail. I thank you so much for what you're doing, Tom. Keep in touch with me, please, and uh, let's work together to bring America Absolutely. will do. Amen. So, uh, you two are real actors, huh? Well, I was an extra on a soap opera for three years. And I'm best known for starring in cat food commercials. Mm. (laughs) And you're going to play our parents for how long? Oh, just during dinner for the next few years, probably until you're both off to college. Your real parents will be back every night at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? Hey, your dad's busy. He's got work, softball, client functions. Yeah, and your mom, she's got the literary club and play rehearsals. Uh, Don't you worry. They'll be back on time. Otherwise, we get time and a half. (laughs) Ka-ching! Okay, According to the script, we're supposed to ask you how your day was. Yes. Um, okay, I guess. Ooh, is that the best you can do? I think I want my real parents. I don't see that in the script. No ad-libbing, please. There's no substitute for a loving parent. And when you're really there, you'll know how much you care. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean, quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all these other services, I was shocked. So since you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay. Abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. 